When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, welcome back. And a little later, Jack Johns is going to join us for Sound Advice and talking about that, uh, mate, the old uh, rock and roll punk venue in Lower East Side of Manhattan, CBGB. Oh, mate. If I had to go back in time, that would be the place you're talking. Blondie, Talking Heads, wow. Sex Pistols, Ramones. What what era are we talking about? 70s? It was early 80s? At its 70s. peak, 70s into the early 80s when, when punk was emerging. I was listening to a uh, podcast the other day with uh, – Debbie Harry, Blondie, and she was mm. just talking about those days. How, how good is she? She's amazing. Did she hasn't know? aged one bit either. No, nah, she mm. hasn't. Do you know Blondie, right, began, how they started Blondie, they began as a they began as a, a, a joke. They were parody, parodying glam bands. But then they started producing songs and they went. people went, a guy called Mike Chapman, Mike Chapman is a Queenslander, who went around and fell uh, most of the great songs like Smokey, Living Next Door Lales, he wrote all these amazing songs and went and said to Deborah Harry, said to Blondie, to the band, he said, I can make you in national stars. And they said, no, it'll be selling out. He said, that's fine. I'll just say, as a band, if you continue the way you're going, you'll be huge in New York, but I'll make you worldwide stars. And he produced the album Parallel Lines, which is one of the greatest albums of all time. So there you go. It's there just something, a bit of fun what fact. A fun fact. Here's another fun fact. Sunday, mega fight on Foxtel's main <laughs> event. Tim Zhu versus uh, T- Tony Harrison. Uh, super bad Tony Harrison fighting for the vacant WBO junior uh, middleweight title. But the real prize is to fight Jamel Charlo uh, for the undisputed title. Very, very rare to be uh, undisputed. Fellas, Tim Zhu, you've just – we had him on the show um, last Sunday, Tony Harrison – Great guy, by the way. We'll get to that in a second. But I said to Tony Harrison, you must respect him given the fact that when Charlo breaks his hand, he wants to stay active. It would be very easy to find a palooka, a punching bag, but he's gone and picked you. Yeah. Which a lot of experts are saying that he'll beat Tim. Yeah. So it says a lot about Tim's. I reckon – you know what? But you asked him that. I saw you – I saw that interview. He he wouldn't bite on it though, Harrison. Nah. He couldn't bring himself to say it. But you could see that he wanted to say it. Mm. It is. Like it's so – you got to get. It's same as cambosis in a lot of ways. Yep. You know they don't do. They could have just sat there and and um and collected the paychecks against lesser fighters. There's a lot of great fighters out there that once they hit a certain stage in their career, they just go after blokes who'll just stand there and let them do what they want with them. You know? Yeah, carry them for six, seven rounds and. So he's but he so he's favourite with the bookmakers too, isn't he? He is. Is that like a, I, I is think that local? The, just the weight of local th- money. Yeah, I think it's a combination. I think it's uh, patriotism to a certain extent. But yeah, um, it's interesting. Like uh, uh, Beak, we're talking about him before. Webby said he was on the show, and when oftentimes, oftentimes boxers come in, they've got a big entourage with them, and it's a little yeah. Can you get you going? Oh God, here we go. And, you know, Tony's a tough guy from Detroit, and he walked in with two of his mates and his manager. They were just such great guys. Yeah. They were fantastic. They were like, hey, guys, thanks so much for having us on the show. And they said to Liam Alexander, Movie of the Week's Liam Alexander, hey, man, would you come and just sit with us while the show's going on, talk about the show? And Liam said they were saying to him things like, you know, what do you do here? And, um, 
you know, how do you see, what do you, what do you, you know, what's your, what's your go? And Liam said, oh, I'd love, I want to be a filmmaker one day. And they go, oh, that's so cool. I think that says a lot about a person. Yes, for sure. He, he is very they, charismatic. They reckon the word out of like this week is that they're so nice. They're ridiculously nice. Well, so jo- the team's yeah. had to keep him at arm's length, hasn't I, he? Yeah. I said to Matty Rose, I said, really nice guy. And he said, yeah. And he goes, it's, he said, we've had to keep ourselves away because he's too easy to like. Do you know, so you know that uh, hot day in Sydney on Tuesday when it was ridiculously hot? Yep. Tony Harrison was doing laps of Centennial Park in a hoodie and sweatpants. Love that. Imagine Love that. that. He did 4K. Hoodie and sweatpants. People would go, that's either a boxer or a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's interesting. The fight this weekend, it's, you know, because there's fighting. You can only get to a certain level of standard in Australia. And that's what you, we always respect about Ken Bosis. He was, you know, in the, the depths, like, where no one really knew about the fights, not mainstream, fighting over in England and, and doing all that. And, and what I do love about Tim Zoo is the fact that, as you said, he could fight in Australia. It could be a massive pay-per-view, probably earn five to 500K to a million dollars for the fight. The fact that he's going up against such a classy opponent, on top of that... The last guy that Tim Zhu fought that was world-class, he was 37 years old. So he's a little bit older, and he, he dropped Tim as well in the sec, first or second round. Mm. And so, like, when you look at – sometimes you go, okay, he's the son of a legend. He's not going to have the ticker that, say, a boy from the streets is going to have. But Tim is that guy. Yeah. To, to get dropped, come back, win the fight, and then call out another guy – that is even better than the guy that dropped in. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. I think Tim Zhu deserves all the praise he gets. I oh, watched the That's... fight through the week, Tony Harrison, when he beat Charlo. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, he's some sort of counterpuncher. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's, he, like Ben will tell you, he, when you meet him, you just go, oh, my God, he's so slim, so slight. Yeah. Six foot one, but, like, really, really slight. When you see him fight Charlo, he slips punches. and. It's, I thought it was really at the fight, when they did the face-to-face, Tim and Tony, like, Tim was looking up. Tim's going to have to yeah, walk through. A, he's going to have yeah. to walk through some... Some punches to what, there's what no hap- way he does it cleanly. What happens to Tim if Tony Harrison wins his fight? Where, where does that put him? Because obviously uh, the Charlo, it the Charlo makes it fight tricky for him. Makes it because yeah. it's like these days you get that one loss and you, you go can. back down. I think the division he's fighting in, Matty, to a certain extent, it, it's pretty at the top. It's there's a lot of very good fighters. I th- like he'd have to rebuild, but he could, yeah, like he could survive and bounce back from it, given the the quality that he's coming up against, which is true. If you come up against, like, if he'd have been dropped in that last fight, mm, that's and couldn't get back up. Yeah. That's when you just disappear at the back door. Um, it was interesting, Tony Harrison. Like we were chatting, and I said, "Have you seen his old man, Constantine fight? Constantine Zoo, they call him in America." Anyway, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, you know. And I said. Uh, what about when, uh, you know, the Zab Judah goes, man, amazing. He was t- sort of talking about costume. You could see the, the respect he had for him. And he kept saying to me, is he coming out? Like he, he, oh, he, really? He, yeah. And I said, I don't think so. I don't think he is. And it was like disappointment, mm. which yeah. I found yeah. found interesting. The other thing I also liked about his your interview with him on, uh, on the show last Sunday was getting him to critique some of the great fights in rugby league history, oh, yeah. including... Gordon Tallis. <laughs> hitting, <laughs> hitting poor old Terry Denisius O'Connor. Into the middle of next week. What about That was, this, that should have come with an R rating. That was violent. <laughs> Tony Harrison just lowered his sunglasses <laughs> and went, what the <laughs> hell? But, but what about Gordy? It's just like, it's like, right hook, right hook, right hook, right hook, right hook. You couldn't even see him. <laughs> but I remember Terry O'Connor, who's a great guy. He oftentimes says, oh, you... Yeah, mate, but you have a look at this. Look at the one who's bleeding. And I said, Terry, I think it was your blood on his face. <laughs> we'll, take a, uh, we'll take a break coming up next. Search and enjoy.